The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. This is Marie Zimanoff, your host for this show and we're so glad that you've joined us today for another great topic. We've been talking about job interviewing and search and career advancement, all kinds of things that our listeners are going to be interested in with the hope that we're giving you the tools and resources that you need to take control of your own career. Now one of the things that's popular today is, of course, to talk about trends, trends that are coming up in 2016, what's going on out there in the world. So that is what we're going to talk about a little bit today, but in a very specific way. Today, we're going to be talking about trends that are coming up in recruiting. And this is not necessarily things that are coming up in 2016. And part of what we'll be doing today is maybe debunking some of the things that you've heard And this is going to be based on my experience at the 2015 Recruiting Trends Conference. So this is a conference set up just for recruiters and where recruiters share with each other about trends. And they had quite a few presentations from what you might call futurists about what's coming up in the future of recruiting, not necessarily again next year, but what's coming up. And it was very interesting to hear from these recruiters what's what they see on the horizon and to also see what their reactions were to some of the futurists' predictions, giving me some clues about what may be farther out than than we think because these people who would be the ones doing these things aren't really ready for it yet. Now, this group was about 350 folks from all different types of companies. We're talking technology startups to police departments, uh, school districts, banks, so a wide variety of sizes and what technology or um, nimble organizations, right? Obviously, people hiring technology startups at technology startups and or there was a woman there who was talking about hiring nuclear engineers maybe more comfortable with technology than those working at banks or school districts or police departments, although that's not not always necessarily the case. So very interesting to hear what these folks are are seeing and to think about how that impact looking for work right now or might be thinking about looking for work in the future. What is going to change? How are they adapting to what you as a recruit might be doing? And what might not be adapting that is 
that people are saying is adapting. So we'll be talking about all of those things. First big topic, of course, is mobile. Mobile phones, of course, have taken over the world in terms of internet usage and all of those things. We know that mobile and use of apps or applications on a phone has much taken over the internet and will soon be wide, more widely used than the internet. People love to talk on their phone. They like to get the internet on their phone and they'd much rather get an app for something that goes directly to where getting on a website, searching for that organization, having to look at their website, which might be clunky. And so because of this drive towards mobile, there are many things that are being changed, right? So Google changed their algorithm that if your website is not mobile friendly, you don't show up as high in the search rankings. So of course, most companies are pushing their websites to be more mobile friendly. So you would think, of course, that that means HR folks are scrambling to be better at recruiting on mobile. And in some ways this is true, and in other ways, it's really not. In 2014, data hasn't come out quite yet for 2015, but in 2014, mobile usage increased by 23% and data traffic grew 69% in 2014. So this is a huge growth there online. However, only 18% of recruiting leaders, so people that companies, both independent and within organizations, say that their companies have optimized their job application process, their job advertisements for mobile. So you have this very strange dichotomy that's going on where 68% of you, job seekers, people who are looking for work, are viewing jobs on a mobile phone, and 9 out of 10 job seekers want to use their mobile phone to find a new role, but only 1 in 10 companies are really ready to help you there. And so therefore, only one in 10 companies are seeing a large portion of their applicants through the mobile phone. And of course, they're starting to figure out that they're missing out on the best talent by not having mobile friendly systems. So yes, that will be coming. And I'm sure there will be specific apps, although most organizations are going to use the things that already exist they're not going to, they don't have the time or money to do that for themselves, right? Recruiting budgets are are, sh are short and, and companies are starting to figure out that that's important and put more money there, but it's going to take a while for that shift to happen. And in the meantime, your recruiting folks are going to be clever. They're going to use Facebook increasingly. At this conference, there were at least two sessions talking about how to use Facebook to recruit. And they're having live chats on their on their wall with potential applicants. They are, you know, obviously doing ads through Facebook, targeted ads. Facebook is great in terms of its ability for a company to parse and, and advertise to specific people. So they'll be advertising their positions on your Facebook feeds and they'll be trying to interact with you there. Obviously you can do that on mobile, right? So it's a great way companies can use something that already exists to help you on their on their mobile on a mobile platform. Of course, they'll be using LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn is getting more and more expensive for the actual talent sourcing side of it. So recruiters are very crafty here too. They're using LinkedIn as super users, right? They're using LinkedIn by doing Google searches 
that then pull up LinkedIn profiles, then they can go in through LinkedIn and connect to those folks through the LinkedIn app. They can join groups and, and recruit there. They can use discussions instead of posting a job that costs money. They can use a free discussion in a, in a group to find talent. And so for you as really trolling and looking, those are going to be good places for you to do your activities in groups that make sense. Be open to connecting to recruiters. Make yourself more of an open networker. You know, you can go into your settings and let more people connect with you. doesn't mean you have to accept, but it does make it easier for a recruiter to connect with you should they find your profile when they're doing their Google search and they find you easier, makes it easier for them to connect to you. So that's my prediction on how they'll be using mobile more in 2016. It's not going to evolve quickly into, though there's a, you know, every company has an app. Uh, it's just too, too, too cost prohibitive. They'll be using the apps that already exist, Twitter, Book, LinkedIn, the places that you're already going. They'll be figuring out ways to better use those mediums to connect with you on mobile. And so that's a great place for you to increase your activity, increase your visibility, and make it easier for, for people to connect with you on those mediums. That's really where it's going to be. And so mobile, well, one of those, one of those things, right, is also maybe prohibiting you from applying to their website. And companies, again, are working on this, but it's going to be slow, making their, their sites truly mobile-friendly making it so that you might actually be able to apply online. And a big plus for you as a, as a job seeker, they are cutting down on the length of their application. Of course, makes sense that people don't apply if the application is too long. Now, there's going to be a happy medium there for the recruiter, but they definitely don't want to be missing out on the best talent simply because their application is, is too long and onerous. So watch for that. Hopefully that will start coming down the pipe and we can see shorter applications for you, the job seeker, and make sense still for the recruiter. On that online or mobile website, you do have some priority, I will say, by applying there. There is still considered to be high applicant quality that a company gets through their website. So if you're interested in companies, follow those companies, apply directly on their websites when they have things that are available that make sense for you. The active candidate, which is what those recruiters call it when you actually apply, right? The passive out by connecting on LinkedIn or doing some other kind of research, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But that active candidate who actually applies to their open position is becoming more attractive. Yay, we're no longer in this weird world where you have to pretend like you're not interested to be appealing. Well, still somewhat, but if you actually apply, they may actually talk to you because the way the market has shifted, which is wonderful. So applying online, of course, we wanna make sure that you fit 80% of those requirements. If you apply online, you want to make sure, of course, that your resume is in word format, doesn't use tables, lines, shading, all of those things are fine. No tables, but lines and shading are fine. 
and it'll go right through their system and you do have a good chance of getting contacted by applying to a company's website today because of their lack of talent, the lack of talent there so you can apply to their positions. So we're going to take a short break here, come back where you are recruiting how they are sourcing candidates and what that means for you. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more, old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive. They shake up your status quo. Get your thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow, and move you in new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on The Digital World. Learn how to be the savvy leader who looks ahead to the next wave of business innovation. Digital World with Game Changers, presented by SAP on The Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking about recruiting and how that is changing trends, if you will, in recruiting, and how that is impacting your job search, or maybe even more importantly, your stealth, or I'm not telling anybody yet, but I'm kind of looking job search. So, and as we've been talking about, they are moving to mobile, but again, you'll see that move to mobile mainly on the platforms that already exist because that's the best bang for their buck. 
to figure out how to leverage LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and other existing social media, because you already have an app for that, right? Rather than investing a whole bunch of money in an app for their individual business, or maybe there's a new company that's going to come online and completely take storm. But I didn't really hear of much at this conference of anyone who's really doing that and looking to take on that market, probably because those other social mediums are already established and are great opportunities for you, as well as those recruiters that are looking to hire. So let's talk a little bit about sourcing. How are they actually finding people? I think the biggest takeaway for me here was that these recruiters almost across the board are in a panic, in a panic of not having enough applicants for their positions. And interestingly, one of the presenters was from formerly Google, and he talked about even there, you know, that they kind of were cocky and thought, oh, everybody wants to work at Google. And because of that attitude and and some of the things that they weren't necessarily doing to proactively recruit, that they probably missed out on some great talent. And because of their process, which I'm sure has changed now, because even Google has some pretty steep competition for talent. When you look at Apple, Amazon, lots of great companies that many people want to work for, especially that may be the top technical programmer type of of folks. And now if you've been watching, you even see that GE has a commercial where they've hired a new programmer, right? And the programmer's talking about how he's going to be developing software that runs trains and all kinds of things. Even GE is trying to get in the game and say, hey, you know, you top talent. So I guess the, the war for talent, if you will, is on. And I think the challenge for job seekers is that that tends to run in veins, right? Software programmers are in high, high, high demand. Project managers, not as much, right? Because we have lots of programmers and lots of them that's been doing it long enough to want to be a program or a project manager and not as many positions to program or project manage. So it's it's spotty as a job seeker. And yet, if we can find a place where there's that demand and figure out a way that we can fit in in a way that works for us and use the skills we want to use, there really is quite the opportunity right now because of this war for talent. So when we think about sourcing, that's really an HR recruiting person, independent or at a company, using all available resources to try to find talent without them coming to that company. So yes, it's great for them to get people to apply on their website, but they're not seeing enough volume there. So this idea of sourcing and how do you find candidates who aren't applying and how do you recruit them is is huge. So here are some things that they are doing. They are using search engines like Google or other more sophisticated things, but for you and I would just think about it as, as Google or Bing or Yahoo, whatever you use, to create very customized, very detailed searches looking for specific keywords. Might include a title, might include a professional association, might include specific skill words, may also include locations and competing competitor companies putting any form of those words together that they can, building these very customized and cow technical search strings to find you online. 
to find your LinkedIn profile, to find a paper that you published or a presentation that you gave at a, at a professional association, right? The woman there who was trying to recruit nuclear engineers was using this very technical search stream to search very specific professional websites, professional association websites, and you could actually dig down and find papers and presentations within those websites that would have names of people who presented them, right? We're talking top talent that these people are looking for. So what does that mean for you as a job seeker? You got to get doing, right? You got to be out there, whether that's giving a presentation for your company, whether that's creating your LinkedIn profile, really putting in the right keywords, and then doing whatever you can to build the bulk of keywords that you want, what you want to do, so that when they look for their search results, it's easy to connect with you. Now, when I talk to job seekers about this, they always say, well, this just seems like something that a business person like you would do, Marie. This isn't something that a normal employee like me would do. And I would say that if that's your mindset, you're hurting yourself because this is changing, right? It's about you finding opportunities to be that thought leader. And that can be opportunities through your company. Like I said, presenting papers, presenting presentations, or it can be things you create for yourself. Create a slide share that shares some of your thought leadership. Yes, I know we have to worry about what belongs to your company and what belongs to you, but my guess is that you could share something that's general enough and yet shows your thought leadership that would help you show up in those types of searches. It may even be as simple as joining a professional association. So when said recruiter looks through that list of who belongs, you might show up on LinkedIn to attach white papers, to write, to publish in LinkedIn's publishing feature and share your thought leadership there. You could, although it's maybe super scary, create short videos where you're narrating a PowerPoint, doesn't have to be your face, narrating a PowerPoint that again speaks to your thought leadership. And all of these things seem way out there, right? Why would, why would I do this? Or isn't my company gonna realize that I'm job seeking if I do this? Of course, we have to be careful of the tone and some of those things. But wouldn't it be great for your customers if you're doing some of these things? Wouldn't it be great to market your company if you were doing some of these things in the right way? Maybe it's going and talking to your marketing department and saying, hey, you know, I'd like to put this out in a little bit more technical format. I'm starting to develop this PowerPoint for, you know, our customers and potential customers. What do you think? Figuring out ways to get yourself found. And this is not just if you're searching right now, right? This is... This is going to be the way it happens for a long time, where what they call, you know, big data is going to help drive recruiting, where we're going to aggregate all the things we can find about you online. And there's already systems that will kind of score you based on what I can find online and say, great, you, you know, you've, you've got all of these things and give a report kind of to the recruiter. And that, my friends, is, is here to stay at least for a while. And of course, there are companies that have gone more low-tech, if you will, in some ways. Zappos, for instance, has no positions posted on their website. They kind of expect you to apply to the company. You have to be very specific about how you'd add value, of course. And then they reach out to those candidates that it, they need. So both approaches are necessary. Both being visible for you, being that thought leader, being clear about what it is your thought leadership is in, 
so that when a recruiter is doing this and being very proactive on your part to watch the organizations you want to work for, apply to their websites online because that is still a place they consider to be a quality applicant pool and really be discerning about who you're applying to and why it'd be a great fit. So both a two-pronged approach, if you will. Of course, if you're not as active in your search, you're just kind of thinking about it, you'll want to go more that the thought leader invisible route. And you want to do it in a smart way, market your company while you're marketing yourself so that you don't get yourself into trouble. But it is becoming the way that leaders position themselves, not job seekers, leaders position themselves as thought leaders in their field by doing these things. So it's it's a wide open world for you to start doing some of those things and to show up in these crazy technical searches that they have find the best talent. And it's really about, and I have been saying for a while, right, to be a star where you are and show that star, let it shine outside of your world. It can't just shine internally today. It has to shine across your industry, across to the other industries you might be interested in, but within your area of expertise, whatever it might be that you're going to do to get outside of your little box and get visible outside of that box. So this um, use of technology in sourcing or finding candidates and the use of technology in recruiting or connecting with candidates are changing changing job search. They're changing how a leader positions themselves, not just when they're in job search, but through their career. And they're also changing some of the actual hiring process. So when we get back from our break, we're going to talk about some of the other recruitment things that are changing because of these technologies. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking about trends in recruiting, specifically those that came up from the Recruiting Trends Conference that was held this November. And so employers, recruiters, as I said, are in kind of a panic to find the best talent. They are trying to move to mobile, they're using social media like crazy, and they're also using searches, online web searches, very in-depth to find the best talent on LinkedIn, on professional association websites, people who are publishing, speaking, that's how they're finding your names. So, of course, the important thing for you is to be out there to be found. One of the other things that's that's changing idea of being able to take your data and kind of process it and analyze your personality. And so this is happening in a few different ways. It's happening in this kind of sourcing or selection phase when people are looking at job applications, resumes. You'll notice that a lot of companies ask you to answer in writing a list of questions before you even are interviewed. And they're using analytics software to process that for your personality, for your skill set, I have mixed feelings on it, right? I know data analytics is a strong thing to do, and I'm still not sure that I can analyze your personality based on answers you give to some questions, but that's what they're doing. So they're using systems through IBM, some online systems, one's called Crystal Nose, to analyze these profiles or answers that you're giving. Then some of them use your interview. So here's a typical scenario for a job seeker. You get asked to do a video interview and you freak out and maybe you do it, maybe you don't. I know lots of job seekers who won't interview with a company on video. That says something to the company, right, about your comfort with technology that is part of their screening process as to whether or not you'll even do that. But then that video interview, if done in some of these specific systems, it actually automatically transcribed and scored by the same kind of analytics technology. So your answers are, of course, more important than how you look or are you fidgeting and all those things can be important, of course. But those answers and what you say may matter more than they do in some other interviews because of the way that this is is happening. 
So one of the ladies at the conference, one out of 300 and some that were in the room when this was brought up and asked, one is using this system. It's transcribed and, and all of those things. And I think using it quite responsibly. She had created an intro video for you as the applicant to walk you through how to use it to hopefully make you less nervous, right? You can see she's a normal average person. She's not some beautiful model, right? And she's, I'm sure, saying um and some of those things that we all say so that you can be more comfortable. Then she's getting the transcripts, getting the analyzed portions, and then viewing the videos. Although she didn't say it, my guess would be she's viewing the videos of the people who score the best first, and then maybe going to look at those who didn't score that great later. This is simple stuff, just like your resume going through an applicant tracking system. It's not really rocket science. It's are you including the words that make sense for the positions when you answer? Are you answering completely? Are you answering the question they ask? What are you saying about your ability to handle conflict, to deal with difficult situations? Normal stuff, you're saying, analyzing it and giving that HR person some kind of quantitative data based on what you've said. So just like your resume, you'd wanna look through the job description, really understand what they're looking for and craft your answers to use the right language, use the right terms. If they call it software programming instead of software development, you'd want to use their words, even if it's not what you see as the normal vernacular. Research their culture, right? And you don't want to be fake in your answers, and you want to make sure you understand how you'd fit with that culture and speak to that as you're, as you're answering the questions. So interesting things that are happening there in that video interviewing world, but again, coming on slow, because it is an investment, and I think that your recruiters are, of course, just as nervous as anyone else of being pushed out of the way by this technology. And one of the great comments that was made at the comes from a gentleman named David Nord, Nordfun, Nordfors, sorry, David Nordfors, was talking about good luck versus let's rock. And kind of good luck being, you know, good luck keeping your job when the machines come in, kind of a fight mentality against the machines versus let's rock being, okay, let's see how we can use this technology to make ourselves more valuable. And I thought that was a great approach for any person in any position because technology is taking us all by storm. And can you position yourself to be the value that's added to the technology, to do the things the technology can't do, to be the person that's actually using the technology versus that person that is avoiding or resisting the technology and therefore are going to be made obsolete because of it. So if you're asked to do a video interview, consider yourself that, right? Do I want to be the person who can use technology to be better, can use technology to be more efficient? Because that's what these recruiters are trying to do. And they're just as scared of it, right? Because they're people, people. They're not thing or technology people. And so it's okay ask them about it. They're happy to talk you through it, especially if they get you to that point where they're going to interview you. They're happy to. They like talking to the people, right? And it shows that they add value because they are getting the best candidates to be most comfortable and to do the best they can do in this process. So it's, it's coming. It's coming slow, but recruiters will, just like the rest of us, realize that they have to embrace it, use it, show that they can master it, or they're going to lose their jobs. And so you will see more of these things happening. 
And then they are trying to keep the people part of it, right? Think about that, that an organization can interview more people, get more data, even though they're analyzing it with their computer, they can get more data from more people by using these systems versus having to do those phone interviews or something that is quite costly in their time. They can only do so many. When they do a video, the opportunity to quote unquote talk to more people. And so if you as the job seeker can use that to your advantage and practice for that interview, be ready with your great stories, know the culture, know the language, it might actually be to your advantage instead of your disadvantage that this technology is coming up and really taking storm. So the interview process is, is changing, right? People don't have the money to fly you around. So you're going to be seeing more video interviews. People are talking about at this conference, you know, what is the real value of bringing somebody to the campus? Do we need to bring somebody on campus before we hire them? seems crazy that they're even having that conversation, but they want to get the best talent and they have a limited budget. So the conversation is happening. Now, for the most part, I would say that people still are saying that they want people to come on site before they hire them, but there were quite a few companies who are hiring. The nice thing for you, job seeker, with this pinch in talent, especially in certain areas, is that there are companies doing wonderful things for their employees, absolutely wonderful things for their employees. Insurance company, technology company, we're all there talking about the things that they're doing to attract people to their organizations. Of course, we're all familiar with the things that, that Google has on their campus for employees, the, the bus, the workouts facilities, all of these things. And that's becoming more common for companies. And they still want to hire people that want to work there for the right reasons. The One of the ladies from the insurance company was talking about how they have all these great perks, but if someone can't tell her why they want to work there and why they think they'd be a good fit there, that was more meaningful than all these wonderful perks. They aren't getting anywhere, right? So just because these perks are coming doesn't mean that you get to use that as a an outward how you want to work there. You really do have to know why you'd be a good fit how you fit, what the culture is like as you're going through that interview process that's getting more and more important in some ways. And then on the complete opposite way, you have more companies moving towards this kind of project-based hiring where if you have the right skill set, we really don't care if you're a fit. We're going to bring you in, do this project, and then you're gone. So, you know, whatever. And that is a big shift for you as a job seeker. And, um, we are going to finish up that conversation, shifting your mindset about what a job looks like when we come back from our break. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. 
Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back about these trends in recruiting and things that are happening because of the quote-unquote war for talent, which is sounds negative, but it's, it's not, right? It means that there are companies that are looking for great talent and they aren't necessarily finding it. Now, this will lead to a few things here. One is this increase in active sourcing, active recruiting, people going out and researching online to try to find the best talent using very in-depth searches to find you on your professional association websites, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those things. The other thing it means is that these organizations are going to be, hopefully, I pray, I don't know that this is necessarily anything anybody predicted, doing more development and training, right? If you don't have enough talent, hello, at some point you may have to develop it. I'm not seeing as much talk about that as I'd like to, but I hope that it will get there and there be more focus session planning to get the talent that they need. I do see that happening in some little microcosms, so hopefully it will start happening more. And I guess that was talked about a little bit at this conference, the insurance organization that is having trouble recruiting goes to their local school districts. They're in not the most... uh, lovely of climates, shall we say, in Wisconsin somewhere, I think. And so they found that when they hired people from certain places, they just left because they'd spend one winter there and couldn't couldn't do it. So they decided their best avenue was to go and talk to their local folks, get them interested in working there when they were younger. Hopefully they'd go away to school and then come back and work there when they want to return home. So there are companies that are, are taking somewhat the, the training or talent cultivation route. Hopefully that will continue. The other thing that it means 
is that people are doing more contract-based or project-based work. Now, of course, that was the impetus for the show, is this increase in contract job seeker need to flip your switch about what works looks like, right? Work may not look like a job where you're getting a regular paycheck and benefits and all of these things that we're used to, but it may look like project after project where, again, we have to be visible to keep getting said projects, but we have a specific area of expertise for which we get recruited. These companies just need that expertise, right? Especially in areas where there are where there are gaps. Uh, I have a family member actually who's a recruiter for a manufacturing company, and they needed a very specific skill set for someone to do health and safety for them, right? The manufacturing safety part of it, and struggling to find talent in that area. I'm guessing that they want to actually hire someone, but it may end up where they end up getting someone in a contract basis just so they can get someone in the the role. And people who are at it know that if you've got that kind of a skill set, you have the power, you have the bargaining chips, you have the ability to do what, kind of do what you want to do, right? And figuring out where your skill set may be that could fit into that world, could be that in that kind of demand is is going to be important for you as you move forward, right? What's your niche? What's your specialty? What do people need you to do for their business? The more clear you can be about that, the easier it will be for you to get either kind of job, the regular kind of job or this contract kind of job. But I see it that people are looking for the best talent. They're looking for people who can solve their problems. They're looking for innovators very interesting talk about innovation at this conference and then the difference between hiring someone who's kind of a got to do it by the book and and uh, doesn't have much ability to problem solve or think outside of the box although you know they hate the what you can do to show them that you're an innovator and part of that of course is is doing it before you get there Right, walking in the door to an interview or even sending in a resume that says you're an innovator is not going to be impressive. It's what can they find online that demonstrates that. Again, things that you've done, presentations you're you're giving, actual proof that you're a thought leader in that field, that's going to be the measure of whether or not you're an innovator, not those words on your resume or even in your LinkedIn profile. So when you're thinking about being attractive to these companies, There is still some attraction, of course, naturally almost, to someone who's somewhat aloof. Desperation attracts no one, right? Desperation is, I mean, whatever whatever realm you're thinking of it in, dating, anything, you know that that's just not attractive. And same goes for you where you are, shining brightly so people can find you, and being approachable, friendly, open with your communication, but never desperate. It's a fun little game that we all get to play, right? And that's true no matter what line of work you're in. Of course, you technical people get a little bit more leadway because your recruiters are used to dealing with technical people who don't necessarily play all these social games. But I'm seeing that even in those realms, some of these things are a little bit more expected than they used to be. And people are a little bit more discerning than they used to be. So you as the employee, what can you take away from this? 
Of course, to be visible, to be that thought leader, to demonstrate your thought leadership online, not just to say it. Publish, write, post, talk. Do whatever you can do to position yourself as a thought leader in a bigger circle than your company. That's not going to do it today. The other thing is to realize that communication, and these recruiters were talking about it in the way of how they could attract candidates, but the same thing applies to you as a candidate. You're expected to be more open. You're expected to have social interaction with them and be open to that. They were telling a story of one company who hired a a 60-year-old lady because she had posted kind of party-like pictures on her profile, and that was the company's culture course, I'm not suggesting that you do that. But I am saying that the world has changed and that your social interaction, how you interact on these social mediums, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, does matter. And you want to interact on those mediums in a way that is congruent to your brand. Talk about the causes that matter to you. Talk about the things you're interested in. But don't just talk business. Talking business, being that formal, doesn't work today. Don't be afraid to show at least some of your personality. And of course, keep listening here. We'll be coming up for you in 2016 here on The Career Confidant next week right here on Voice America. So feel free to tune in, and we hope that you'll join us again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.